Hello and welcome back to BizPod. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about business and podcasting. Enjoy. Yeah, this is a fun topic, Louise, because it's kind of a field that we have expertise in many, many aspects of. And that is the combination of podcasting and running a business. Yeah, well, as well, on top of that, then you've been doing business podcasting, so to speak, for for two years now as well. Indeed, yeah. So um, I haven't explicitly mentioned uh, too much about this on um, this podcast, but of course, uh, we're both the the co-founder and company directors of NAC Media LP, but on the side of this, I've also got a company by the name of NSUKP Limited. Which stands for? Nintendo Switch UK Podcast, but not officially in terms of the company name. Uh, (laughs) That just happens to be the same abbreviation. Oh, I see. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, we've been doing that. I think we founded that uh, a couple months before um, NAC Media, but the podcasting and the show and keeping it running had been going for a wee while. And of course, at NAC Media, we run BizPod, among other shows. And then we also, on the other side of it, do it as uh, a service, which mm. is quite fantastic. So, yeah, it's really involved in um, what we do, what we enjoy and what we can provide. So I think it's really interesting because we've both done podcasting as a hobby. And then we, of course, provide it at NAC Media. And then also, on top of that, you do it... I mean. Because I'd love you to talk a little bit more about like how much you're recording a week and how much you do that. Because you had that one month where you just had so many podcasts. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about that. Because though it's not something to say, yes, you should go and do it as a business. It has absolutely enhanced what we do at Nike Media. It has absolutely brought us new revenues. And, and also what you do then sustains itself at NSUKP. Yeah, it's interesting. They both kind of came at the angle of business from different perspectives. Where in which... Uh, you know, we have created, went from the business side into podcasting with NAC Media. Uh, NSUKP Limited then went from podcasting side as a hobby mm. into business where it basically outgrew its barracks a little, where it was, you know, bringing in a decent chunk of income via Patreon and supporters and people just want to donate and support what we do. And as well as that, keeping the IP and the legalities of it was mm. really handy in that side where... You know, one of us just couldn't run off with the show. We all three of us, uh, co-founders, mm-hmm. uh, Mike and Alistair, uh, myself included, own a third of that show and uh, all the IP within of that. Uh, but yeah, it's been very, very fascinating. And uh, over here at NAC Media, obviously, starting it as a show, BizPod was our kind of first foray into it. And um, we're slowly expanding now, especially now that we've got the service into... I guess, monetizing podcasting in many ways. Yeah, well, so I know a big thing as well was the getting guests on and seeing who we could talk to. And and we've had a lot of really brilliant people on who have also talked about how great podcasting is for business. So we'll try not repeat anything they've already said. But yeah, we were like, well, it costs about as much to host five podcasts as it does one. So if we're going to do one, what else are we going to have, you know? How else do we sort of justify the price around that? Because it is really fun to, to, you know, to put yourself as an expert and talk for hours on end. But there's also got to be a reason behind it. So our main thing here in BizPod is trying to sort of rehumanize business a little bit and make it um, a lot less intimidating 
but yeah, any of the other shows we have don't really have got nothing to do with business. The we do um A2 Millennials, which is my podcast about sort of philosophy and and life, so to speak. Um and then we do Popcorn Profile, which is with our dear friend Sam and and our also our dear friend Becca. It was weird to because I was going to say my friend Becca, but of course Becca is also your friend. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and so within that, these shows all bring in a really different kind of audience, but it then lets the people try out the other shows, which I yeah. think is really nice that it, we've kind of created a little bit of a hub of kind of different people wanting different content. And then now we're also offering it as, as a service, not only as publishers, but also helping people make their podcast, if you want to chat a little bit about that. Indeed, yeah. So uh, I would recommend checking out our website. Uh, we've recently expanded into it. Mm. Uh, this kind of grew uh, a little bit out of initially from the hosting perspective. So uh, Popcorn Profile, for instance, was a show that was up and running. Uh, and as we yep. say, by dear friends. and Multiple friends. Friends, indeed. And you know, that was something that was up and running and we could help them do it more proficiently, quicker and yeah, uh, yeah, easier. Thumbnail art exactly. and also um, the technology that we have, we can provide that as well. Yeah, so it was kind of a case of bringing that originally into NACA Media LP and then from there, the idea of bringing in further content and being able to, you know, one, support the creators and the ideas, especially if they're maybe not on the tech-savvy site, uh, get up and running and run the show maybe making it a little bit less of a stress and a worry so they can just focus on the hosting and the information and the, the ideas that they're wanting to share and then we handle the technical stuff that we've spent years learning. There's so much as well I think into podcasting now because everyone can have a podcast you know and anyone can talk about anything that I think there is more value and importance on the actual content itself I mean, there also is on the technology, but but the technology is basically how much time do you want to spend learning it and how much can you afford? When as anyone could have a really good idea and anyone could have a really bad idea. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think there is more weight in having actual academics behind academic podcasts, you know, in having actual people who are really enthusiastic in the idea making that podcast, in having, you know, the people with those opinions making it and being involved and running it and all that stuff so um that's partly why we're now doing it as a service is basically to help those people who are really motivated but maybe just don't know how to put it together because between us we've done too much podcasting indeed and you know at, at NACA Media we're kind of doing it at a couple of different stages going mm. from uh you just need a spot to host it to I want you to come here and record it with me yeah which with professional gear and sound quality and is, all that stuff. It's very region locked. <laughs> yeah. It is not a worldwide business. Indeed. But, um, you know, multiple tiers there. And mm. yeah, as you mentioned initially with BizPod, it's been really fascinating that one, obviously it's really nice to, you know, uh, be able to talk about business. And the original idea was that it was just going to be me and you. Yeah. But the expansion into interviewing has really morphed and evolved this show where being able to, you know, chat to people either in the same field, but in a different market, there's a lot to learn there. And also in other fields and how just generally business works in a more friendly, open manner. Yeah. And I think as well, taking the time to talk to somebody is very different than quickly give me your sales pitch. You know, I think exactly. we've had some brilliant people who have really opened up about their experiences in business, you know, what they want to get out of business. And even just, I think, breaking down some of those myths of you have to destroy yourself for it. I think we've had some brilliant people talked about, you know, a lot of failed projects about accepting failure and moving on um, or finding what you're really passionate about and sticking with that, those kind of things. Um, 
I think you hear about, but it was, at least for me actually, talking to people about it was really beneficial in that regard. Yeah, you know, there's a, a different experience to checking out somebody's LinkedIn and, mm. and seeing, you know, five companies there or, you know, chatting to them and being like, yeah, you know, put my heart and soul into that one, but it didn't work out. Yeah. But it then allowed me to do new stuff. But, you know, being able to create a space to have those conversations and being able to listen to those conversations, I think, has a, a great value uh, about, you know, as you say, demystifying it. And that's going back to the whole point of BizPod is, you know, we're not business experts. We haven't mm. been in the game for 40 years. We haven't got wow, degrees. Imagine if we had, though. Oh, that would be fetus business. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is uh, the memoirs of us kind of exploring this new medium and this new kind of period in our life as we become business owners. Which as well, there's there's a lot of sharp sharp curve business learning that you've got to do um because because of the nature of business but um i think as well with all the the everyone that will sell you coaching out there and with a lot of the language surrounding business it can be it can be quite intimidating to get into hence why we hoped that this would try and sort of take away some of that but also i'm sure in in five years we'll listen back to those first episodes and cringe yeah and, uh, you know, it's obviously even outside of the, the business side of stuff, having a, kind of a platform to, you know, express a message is an incredibly powerful and valuable thing. And podcasting is a really nice way to do that. You know, being able, I think it's a uh, steampunk coffee for in North Berwick. They do a lovely little show and um, mm-hmm. it's very much, you know, tailored towards coffee experts. But it serves the function of if you're, you know, a really avid coffee fan and of that region. You're going to go check out the store or check out their web store and, you know, buy um, some, like, roasted coffee from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though you're maybe listening to it more so of, I'm just a fan of coffee and the culture and the industry as a whole. Yeah. As someone who doesn't drink coffee, that does sound like an insane concept. But I can see how it's how it won't just be advertising for them because I think... They are genuinely interested well, in coffee course, and yeah. what they do. So so you do have levels of expertise there, but also you have that passion and interest that I was talking about. You know, these are people who are d- doing what they love and are really interested in. So I think there will be much more value in that podcast than in, I think, somebody being like, yeah, I thought I'd maybe talk about this, uh, whatever. And that content, you know, there's so much online content all the time. I think especially with the pandemic that we've had, the way that everything had to suddenly become online content quickly and um, there was a lot of people making a lot of bad content so i think i think there's a real value in in actual quality content like that indeed and you know it's uh there's like so many different ways to use podcasting and uh ways to deploy it you know even if it was like let's say you ran a museum on like a mm. niche topic let's say you had the number one bottle cap museum you know going ahead and making a show where you outline that history in a more long-form manner than you know you can fit on a little wee plaque in this mm. museum or if you ran a historic let's say glass blowing company being able to you know discuss like the history and the, the philosophy and the processes and long-form yeah. piece um you know may not directly make an income on its own but by being attached to these ideas and creating these products that you know attract people can point back to the overarching business as a whole 
Mm-hmm. They can definitely link in with what you're doing. And I think as well, especially if you're doing something more niche or you're a small business, people will often want to know a bit more about what you're doing. And having to manage a social media page or keep replying to the same questions can be really unenjoyable, to be honest. So, you know, not just having an, an FQA, but sort of being able to maybe indulge yourself in your expertise whilst also exploring something that a lot of people have questions about can you're right basically get get audiences engaged you know or or can get your clients more engaged can become an audience and people you know wanting to buy your stuff because you've explained it more you know wanting to know more about what you do because they love your stuff um it can be really beneficial from that business standpoint even though yes you're right at first there is a cost to sink into it it can be a nice way to uh, build up some respect among your peers. And which, you know, if you're making a, let's say, a show, you're, you know, you're, let's say, an architect and, you know, you've got a project greenlit and you're, you know, walking people through it. You know, that might be something that attracts your peers and you, know, you make that into clips that can be used on, let's say, your LinkedIn and uh, social media channels. Which at that point, then they can be shared and it kind of bolsters your social media presence as a whole, which mm-hmm. helps your business out as a whole. I think and as well keeping it personal that people have said before you know you might just see it as your work and mundane but for other people it might actually be really interesting I know we are sort of so experts in the media fields that when people are like this is a science thing we're like wow you know even yeah. though it's maybe a very normal well understood concept so I think there's points as well there to remember that what seems mundane or boring to you might actually be really quite interesting to other people And especially if it's something you find really quite interesting, other people will find it also interesting, you know, that that your passion will fuel engagement and and excitement there. Yeah, and especially if you're kind of in a a decent-sized company, um, or not even so, even in the NACA media uh, as a two-person company, Mm. you know, there's been some weeks where, you know, we haven't seen each other. Yeah. We're off, we're busy, we're doing our own thing. And it's really nice, you know, at the end of the week to, you know, just have like a nice passionate chat, get together, in the same metaphorical Zoom call of a room uh, yeah. and chat. And I imagine, especially if you've got a larger company and if you're able to rotate in and out people, that could be fantastic as a way to you know connect and you know bring people together and create these conversations. Even um, meet the staff is a really great one that I think, especially with the emphasis on personalities within branding and with the importance of I mean, ecological business, people are really invested in wanting to know not only where their stuff is from, but who is making it. Um, And so if you do any kind of uh, creating, you know, or manufacturing, or you are delivering a product, people will often want to know, you know, who coded the website or who is doing the write up, you know, who does all the text on all your posts, you know I mean? who who is managing these things, who are who is doing all this work. And so like something like a company podcast, again, it could just be, we're going to talk with each of the staff about where they come from, what they do and, and what they'd love to do in the future. Um, you'll find that people will really be interested in this content. Yeah, and you know, especially if it's kind of something artisan or craftsmanship base, being able to, you know, get to meet the people, the people are part of going for craftsmanship or uh, artisanal uh, goods. Mm-hmm. So being able to, you know, chat to them, hear their stories, hear what makes them passionate about this. Because obviously, especially as things get larger and projects get larger, the roles get become more and more niche. So given an insight into the importance of a very niche part of a large project that somebody might acquire the end product of, it's a really lovely thing. Yeah, 
And so you've been podcasting for a while, Anton. Indeed. What would you say are some of the most important things for when you're setting up or, or starting a podcast? Yeah, I think having um, a kind of a viewer-centric mindset is incredibly important. Understanding what the value is of this uh, show. Because uh, I've heard of some people and you hear the idea for their podcast. It's like, you've made this for you. Yeah. this You, you love recording it, but there's not an end user there mm. so thinking of what the purpose and who the user would be uh, and why would they listen and then i think also looking at it kind of logistically and realistically i think podcasting thrives off consistency and format yep. um and you know being able to have you know very regular episodes that people can fit in their routine ideally having them pre-uploaded so they're ready to go so that kind of combines into function of are you, let's say, giving people the news to start their week? Mm. Are you a more casual comedy podcast that they listen on the way back from work on a Friday? You know, thinking about the spaces in which these are being consumed mm -hmm. and what is the mindset in the people that you're actually wanting to enjoy the show and uh, kind of positioning the value of it, I think as well. I found that having it as it's as much of a kind of arching structure around it as possible uh, in terms of, you know, having a web presence and the kind of content stream and the people involved with it, making sure that it's cohesive as a whole uh, and not just you plop it on the iTunes stores and nobody finds it. Yep. It's uh, incredibly important. So it's, you know, you've kind of set up, let's say, a Twitter that is retweeting something about, you know, let's say watches. You're engaging in that kind of Twitter conversation that then points into your show that gives them all the watch news that they need for the beginning of the week or the, all the watch history that they want to listen to on the weekend or whatever that show ends up being about. Yeah, I think as well there's there's an understanding of you should invest in some equipment before starting. Um, I think a lot of people will just record on anything and it's great that to do that, but I think something like quality microphones and editing will instantly uplift your podcast uh, above a lot of a kind of a range because I think that's something that a lot of people don't really notice. But once you've started noticing and once you know about it, it's all you can hear. Yeah, and I think prioritising brevity, you know. Mm. It is very easy to, you know, fire up, you know, a three-hour podcast. And that <laughs> might be the appeal. Yeah. But, you know, making sure that, you know, you're keeping in mind that most people might be listening to this podcast for the first time. Yeah. And if you want to keep on growing, there's going to be a lot of first times for a lot of people. Um, right. so every episode being able to have that hook and not just be like you know you start listening and you're in the middle of a four 400 hour long conversation yeah or even if if you're doing it with friends and it's very palsy inside jokes and you've all got very similar accents and voices it can start to be like oh god who said that and what's going on you know losing your uh listener halfway through is the kind of the worst thing you would hate that people not only gave it a go stayed with it and then went oh gosh no thank you there's elements of I think you're right keep keep it in mind as if you listen if you've never really listened to podcasting before you should or, or podcast should I say you should really go out and see if you can try and find the niches that you enjoy because if you've been able to find them 
then you know how people will look out and try and find yours. Um, I'm not saying copy people, but I think understand who is listening to podcasts, who would listen to yours, how are people going to be finding it, what are you going to do to help people find it? Whether that is having something like a Twitter or, or marketing or, or an Instagram page that's along with that, whether it's being part of another network, you maybe actually find that that working with a network will help you get set up in a good way. Um, I think all of that should be taken into account when you're first starting out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think being able to review what has worked before you, um, mm. I think cause podcasting... And what hasn't worked. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think because podcasting is a little bit um, ambient uh, in terms of, you know, finding the numbers and quantifying people's success, being able to try and find hints of what has worked mm. and what hasn't worked will really help you out because... I have heard a couple of people like be like, oh, I've got this idea. It's like, okay. And they like, it's like, oh, it's kind of like this. And they show me a show that is clearly they're the only listener of. So being uh, able to know what formats worked and what sales worked. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got a show idea that, you know, you're just wanting to chat about this, but nobody will listen to it, period. You know, and we can get you in yeah. touch with people to have conversations. <laughs> yeah, or even I think there's also that someday will be like, right, this is my idea and it's really cool and you've never heard about it before. And, and you know, it's super new and original, but there might be reasons behind why nobody is making content, why nobody has yeah. a seven-person podcast, you know, because it's just such a nightmare to listen We've to. We've got 1,000 people in a oh Discord call to see who can yell the loudest. Yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> you know, there's, there's elements like that which... Of course, you're not going to be doing that if you're a business company coming to this, but but there'll be maybe elements that you want to consider. I think if you're maybe not used to talking, having somebody who is really used to talking is good to have on. But then remember, if there's two of you, you've then got an imbalance there. I think what works really nicely for Popcorn Profile is having three people because then there's sort of quite a nice triangle dynamic, which, which is um, helpful when discussing opinions. I think when we're talking about business, being able to throw it between me and Anton is really helpful, um, not only as hosts doing this, but as listeners to understand where the conversation is going and who's saying it. Yeah, and you know, this is something that we've learned over at NSUKP. As for a lot of the stuff that we do, we have about five to six shows that we do. Uh, if you include the specials as its own show, that would be six. And, you know, we use different rosters for different stuff. So the main show, we have three people. So that is very much one person leading, bounces it off to the other two, bounce back, bounce, bounce, back to the host and moves the show forward uh, we found if we had more guests yeah. on that show it drags out the show because it's then going down the lineup but mm. we found for the specials where especially if it's a very pressing topic being able to have a variety of opinions for i think we've done a five person special once mm. being able to run down the opinions is very useful in that case because we're talking very specifically about a singular thing. Mm -hmm. So having that variety works well. Whereas uh, on our prequel show where we're talking about stuff in a more expert uh, format where we've done a lot of research and this is the facts and it's more definitive, being able to, you know, have two people so it's less about sharing a whole bunch of ideas. It's more so running down the facts. That works a lot better. And um, and yeah, because I think as well, now that we're sort of saying all of this, it might seem quite intimidating to start off. Um, but you will find that there's a whole load of resources out there just in terms of like pro tips for starting out or other people that will have you on their podcast first. And, and you can advertise through that as well. Um, that you know, there's people who are always looking for guests out there. We're often super full. But, you know, if you want to be on our podcast, let us know and we'll see what we can do in the same way that 
if you've got something you know you're wanting to do there is a the the podcasting community really is encouraging and really quite good out there yeah and i I definitely recommend going on other shows Mm. it shouldn't just be a, a kind of case of taking guests um it's you know if you're taking guests trying getting on on other shows is really nice and sharing the knowledge and the ideas that you have um is fantastic especially coming from a dynamic of just learning the craft Mm. seeing how other people you know get pre-ready and set up and um how they walk you through the the introduction of how we're going to be recording that um you might just pick up ways of how to put you know put your guests at ease there's little stuff like that that you don't see in the final podcast, mm-hmm. but by going through the guesting process that you can pick up and acquire and incorporate into your own processes. Or, or chats that we've had with people after we've finished recording and, and it's just still really nice and genuine. And then you have a lovely, oh, by the way, this is really great. I'd love to work with you, this kind of stuff. That just makes the whole experience really wonderful. I know we've we've particularly loved that kind of a thing. Indeed, it's just really lovely to you know get in the room with some people, especially if it's maybe a larger company. Mm. Um, you know, they might not have been somebody that you would get in the room with normally. Yeah. But being able to be like, yeah, this is what we do, and you know, we've been super professional at today. You've seen how we do our thing. Uh, hello. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I think as well, there's there's an innovation aspect to it. So that's partly why we now do podcasting as a service, is because well, we've got all this equipment and we've got all this knowledge. We sort of want to give back in a way to the people who have had us on their shows, to the work that we've done. I think we do a little bit of consulting for initially uh, starting. If you're unsure on what you want, we will very happily kind of talk to you through about that. Um, But also, yeah, I think an understanding that out there, there is no one solution that fits all. So in having and working with people who can provide what you are specifically needing, no uh, set templates, you can really get the show that you want. You know, it's a wide market and I think in the future things will be diversifying. So there's a, a great degree for changing course and trying new things. Um, I know even as a, a company, NAC Media, you know, things are changing now that we have podcast channels, which Ooh. is something that we've never really had before, which you know, it's worked really well, well for us yeah. uh, as somebody, uh, as people that are making a plethora of content. <laughs> Look, if you're somebody who makes a plethora of content, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, it's a, a very lovely process and uh, mm. we're happy to help you nakamedia.co.uk. So you might be at different stages of your goals to get into podcasting. Whether or not, you know, you've got the idea, but you're just not too sure about where and how to get it online in terms of all that sort of stuff. You know, we do consultation, as uh, previously mentioned, we've done way too many podcasts in the past uh whether you've got the file and you just want somewhere to put it up and you don't mm-hmm. want to deal with scheduling it and getting that we can handle that and then of course we can do the full production aspect we have a bunch of different bonus packages so if you're wanting thumbnails you're wanting videos if you're wanting uh, graphic design or logos we can basically handle it all which is kind of incredible yeah and um well, we've come to the end of the episode and thank you very much for listening. As always, if you're interested in what we do or, or you've enjoyed the show, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, Apple Podcasts. Oh, I always I always don't want to say the wrong one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's iTunes. Everybody brings iTunes. it up. It confuses them. Yeah, exactly. Um, similarly, we are on almost all podcasting platforms. So if you're one of the brilliant listeners who listens to it on a very niche platform, let us know because we'd love to be able to provide to as many different uh, listeners as we can with having as many different platforms. Indeed. I think we, we're covering about 85% of the market. Ooh. 
so there's another 15% out there. If you're part of the 15%, do let us know. We'll try and get in those platforms ASAP. And if you would like to get in touch with us, you can contact us at NACA Media LLP on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Indeed. And if you want to send us a lovely email, that would go to <gasps> info at nacmedia.co.uk. And what if there's no other way to contact us? What uh, do you do, Anton? There, there's these little wee bird creatures that are slowly morphing less into birds. We call them ravens, but they have uh, mighty beaks for mighty letters. So do send them our way. Brilliant. And thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. Au revoir.